Welcome to Tarati Mecha Nach Yomi with the OU Initiative. My name is Marcy Stern, and today we will be studying Hosea Perak Zion. In Perak Vav, the Navi began with the desired words of Tshuva that Hashem yearns to hear from Bnei Israel, L'chuv and Ashuva El Hashem, so he can give them a reprieve from their punishment. Our tsaros, that are a result of our enemies, are compared to wounds on the body that we now admit that Hashem alone can cure. However, Yehuda and Yisrael are caught up in the error of their ways to truly change, and so Hashem emphasizes, Because you are so entrenched in your misdeeds, I send you Nevim, who work tirelessly and with no regard to personal danger or dignity, all for your behalf. They are not there to trip you up, but to direct you out of your confusion. In Perak Zion, the Navi begins by using the familiar simile that was used in Perak Vav, that of Hashem being the ultimate rofe, the cure of our ills. Pasuk Aleph, Kiraf Eli Yisrael, Venigla Avon Ephraim. Mitsuras explains whenever I seek to cure you as a doctor, Yisrael cure them of their misfortunes and their wounds. I find that they committed more and more inequities, and so I cannot do as I had hoped. The Marikran notes in his parish that Hashem really wants to finally forgive us for Cheta Egel, and here, Aser Sashvatim sin with the Agalim that they put in Dun and Beitel. In Perik Zion, the Navi makes new revelations to us as to how B'nai Yisrael went off the proper path. He fleshes out for us quite the picture of who they were and what they did through very rich imagery. He teaches us of the things that we haven't learned yet upon them and learn these misdeeds as well as their character. For instance, let's count a few. In Perak Dalit, we had learned that they disregarded Ms. Hosbena Damlachavero, which included thievery. Here too, there's their uh, thievery is emphasized, but with a new twist, a new addendum. The robber comes and strips the group of men outside so all can see. This is done in public. Most thievery is done in private, with fear of being caught. Not now. Now they commit it before Hesia. Bad enough you rob but that you do this in public? There is no busha, there is no embarrassment. No one's being afraid of being caught. There's a cocksuredness to what they are doing. And asus metzach, this um, brazenness, and it's really described particularly in Yermiyahu tremendously. Every place on every mountain and hill, you go blatantly outside and do your avodah Another point, number two, Pasukei, Hechelu Sarim Chamat Meyayin. The officers become ill, sick from the heat of all the wine they drink. Mashach Yad, the Tsar, the officer, withdraws his hand from helping it doing his job. Et Lotzitzim, what? Lehitchaber im Halotzitzim, in order to gather with and be partners with people who are mockers, as Matsuras David explains. Much is discussed 
in Navim Achronim about the people of this period and how they overdrank, became drunk. They were overindulgent. In fact, the, um, the Medrash and Bracious Rabbah says in Noach um, Lamed Vav, Ten tribes did not go into Galus except for their drinking. Hadaita, as it says in Amos Peregvav, Hashotim Bamizrakeyayin, they drink from these fancy goblets of wine. And it says in Yeshayahu Hei, Hoi Mashkime Bavoker Shechar Yirdefu. Woe is to those that get up so early in the morning and they run after all their liquors and wines. And so it was, the Bracious Rabbah says as well, by Yehuda and Binyamin. Why? What was so bad? Why are Gullus because of wine? And in uh, Bamidbar Rabbah says very clearly, Nichnas Hayayin Yatsahadas. Wine enters our bodies. What leaves? Thinking straight, straightforward, common sense goes straight out of us. Excessive rejoicing, holaloose results leads to arguments, shoving, murder even, over drinking leads to immorality. All of these things that are so dangerous can begin with the drinking of the wine. But not only that, these leaders drink so much and they ignore their mission to help others. It, by their going and ignoring their, their parishioners, so to speak, and going to be in the company of late mockers, they're stooping down to the lowest echelons instead of helping others. And this whole concept of Leitzanus that is introduced here that we haven't had before. Um, Leitzanus, as we all know, it says in Tehillim, you should never sit amongst um, Leitzim, mockers, cynics. Kashehi HaLeitzanus Shetchilata Yisurin V'sofa Kliya, the Yerushalmi says. How bad is Leitzanus that at the beginning it leads to punishment and in the end to actual destruction. It tears down the fabric of our Jewish society. If you remember back very quickly to the whole story of Korach and Moshe, right? What did they do? They made fun of Moshe, Adas Korach. They said, do you have to put sisters on a beged that is kulo tcheles? If it has tcheles in it, if it has all of those threads in it, why must we put four more? This is ridiculous. And Moshe said, yes, you do. That's the mitzvah. In a minute, through your words and your cynicism, you tear down the sanctity of religion. And that's why it says, again, in, in the Gemara Sota, four different types of people do, are not makabal pnei shechina. The shechina wants nothing to do with them. And one of those are leitzim. And if you see here, then the common ground between the Gemara Bavli and Sota and the one in Yerushalmi that says in the end there will be destruction, in the end Hashem is not Makabel, Hashem Shechina will not be Makabel, these people, is Golus, Chorban. Leitzanos leads to Chorban and destruction. Now, um, 
we get now to the central and most powerful image of this parak that appears over and over again in Sukim Dalid through Zion. And it teaches us an incredibly important uh, additional aspect of what the people were like here. In Pasuk Dalid, the Pasuk says, Kulam Afim, they were all adulterers. And Porshim um, say we includes the kings and the officers and part of the people. They were involved in ni'uf, immorality, or if we want to say here, it means um, avodazara. Kamo tanur bo'era me'ofe. They are like adulterers who burn like an oven fired up by a baker. They are filled with the passionate lust and like fire, that passion that inflames their hearts like a burning oven heated by a baker. The puzzle goes on. Yishpot meir milush batseik ad chumtsato. The insider rests from the kneading of the dough that he is making, this baker, until it's leavening. The Reforshim explain the people rest from their immoral pursuits, from their desires, only to sleep for a moment. And then they get up to continue their deeds. The passion is there. They have this lust, this passion, and they only take momentary rest from it until that they return. Now, this passion, this lust, is not just for ne'uf, for immorality, or for their avodah but follows into uh, but continues into a following of the Yetzirah in general. And Pasuk Vav goes on, Ki kervu chatanur libam ba'orbam. They prepared their hearts to attack one another like an oven. Kol ha'layla yashen ofehem. All night the baker sleeps. Boker hu bo'er ke'esh lahava. In the morning he burns like a blazing fire. The baker stokes the fire. He puts the logs into the oven at night. He prepares all the ideas of how he is going to attack his, his prey, so to speak, in the evening. He rests at night. And some of the boys you want to say, that's like the Yetzirah who's dormant at night as they sleep. But in the morning, when the, when the um, tanur, when the oven is hot, right, they too are burning hot and they go out to complete the sin that they had planned. Pasuk Zion, Kulam Yechamu Katanur, they all have become heated up like an oven. Matsuda says, Hayetzer Machamamam Avera Katanur Boeret, the Yetzahara, the evil inclination, has heated them up to do their sins like the oven that is burning, unabated passion um, to pursue the evil inclination. This image conduits perfectly into the next image in Pasukhet. It starts by saying, Ephraim ba'amim hu yitbalel, Hashem will cause Ephraim to be mixed up amongst the nations. He will go into Galus. Ephraim haya. And here's the, the um, simile, uh, well, metaphor. Uga beli hafucha. Ephraim was like a cake that was not turned over on the fire. 
Radak explains beautifully, like a cake that is being cooked on the coals. If you don't turn it over, she's burned underneath. And the top isn't cooked. We all know, right? The bottom gets burned. The top is raw. So is it the ideas we want to do if they are not turned from side to side so we can see all the different possibilities. So is Ephraim in his plan to worship the uh, calves and Avodah Zarah. He didn't see both sides. They were half-baked ideas. He didn't think it through. He chose very quickly through his passion, through his desire to follow the Goyim or to follow these, these um, Avodasaurus that he thought would, would give them everything and all, right? They didn't go through the pros and cons. They didn't think it through. They were so caught in their sins. Their leaders didn't help them. Their passions were just leaving them astray. The Yitzhahara had them on fire. Totally not thinking. No da'as. As we said before, with the nichnas yayin, yitzhahada'as. When they drink too much, too much passion through wine, too much passion through their physical desires, too much passion for what they wanted in their physicality, Yatsa hadas, they're not thinking. And in Pasuk Yud Aleph, in this state, Ephraim is compared again to another um, metaphor, um, simile. Kiona vota ein leib. She is like a foolish dove without a heart. Mitzrayim karu asher halchu. They wanted to go, they call after Mitzrayim. And they want to walk, go after Asher to help them. They are not, Rashi says, they are like a foolish dove who uh, uh, they cannot discern Bain Tov Lara. They're so caught up in their Yetzirah and their desires that they're not thinking straight. They cannot detect between good and bad. They just run after Mitzrayim and Asher to help them when they're in trouble instead of Hashem. And why a Yonah? What's the Mashal Nimshal? Matsuda says, Just like the dove, what, is, what does she do? She sees the seeds in the net, in the trap. She doesn't understand that she'll be caught up with this. She just sees it. She sees the good, the results. She thinks the wonderful out the results that she'll get. And she goes down and the trap catches her. So too is Ephraim when they call out to Mitzrayim and they call out to Asher for help rather than Hashem. They are oblivious to their fate. They go down just like the Yonah, thinking that their, their enemies are the ones that are going to save them, right? They think that, that those that hurt them before will help them now. And they don't turn to Hashem. They don't call out to Hashem. 
Their passion to sin overpowers them. They're not thinking rationally. They've been caught up with their drinking, their wine, their late sanus, right? They are lit up like a tanur. The Yetzirah has overpowered them. They need their proper leaders. They need their Nevi'eh Emet. They need Hashem, but they are turning away. Thank you for studying together. Le'iloi Nishmas, Riva Schwab, Rivka Abad Alexander Center.